Welcome back to the No Back Karma Podcast, a snapshot of my life from 2016 to 2022 and how being a sugar daddy changed my life and where I try to share personal stories about my trauma and how that's led me to give my choices a purpose bigger than myself. So today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. And if you're counting, you'll see that 2016 to 2022, those uh, those years I'm talking about are seven full years. And that's the subject of today's podcast, seven, the magic of seven, the seven year itch. And really the, the subject uh, that's really more important than that seven is the wheel, the maze, and the cheese. And when I talk about a wheel, a maze, and a cheese, I'm obviously talking about a hamster in a hamster cage. Today's topic is, in a sense, what this podcast is uh, all about. Seven years of my life. Seven years of my life. More than 10% of my life. So let me introduce today's topic by trying to put a fresh perspective on that, what this podcast is, what it is not, and what I'm doing in part to respond to some listener comments and critiques, which I'd like to to, to take a second and point out, but we don't have that second. So I'm going to work it into to my comments, and I hope those listeners are listening. So let me bottom line this podcast for you in the context of today's topics of seven uh seven in the cheese, really. In January 2016, I decided to cheat one more time. My second seven-year itch. That decision, my choice, it caused my life to, to start spinning out of control slowly at first. And then like a top on the floor, it gets going and, you know, it gets out of control for a minute. And and uh, if you take a top and you spin it on the floor, what happens? It eventually slows down. Well, life's a little, <laughs> little, little different. It, it spins out of control, but then you you want to build it back up. And it's going to take me till the end of 2022 or seven years to make myself whole again. And that brings me to the last topic, the wheel, the maze, the cheese, the cage. Notice I said make myself whole again, not resemble the man I was, regain what I lost, be who I was before. God, I don't want to be who I was before. But we're all hamsters on a wheel running. Uh, we're all hamsters in a cage running on a wheel, running through a maze to get that cheese. And the truth is, uh, a lot of us don't really think about what that means. And for me, that whole game changed. So getting to those topics after, you know, in terms of uh, putting it in, in, into the into my life and in the podcast, after 14 years in a 85% happy cage, I got drunk. I climbed out, got in a different cage with a hamster half my age. Then later she climbed out, wanted to explore her other cages. I sobered up, and another mouse and her sister climbed in. And pretty soon I didn't recognize my cage anymore. And I left it with nothing. And I had to go and build a new cage from scratch. And all in all, three times I had to start my cage over. So my cage today, it has a wheel. It has a wheel because it's a necessity. But I only get on it when I have to. And the cheese... 
that's a whole nother story. Because I like a good cheese, but I'm happy to eat something simple as long as it's what I want and I can share it with others. Our cheese is what we're all chasing. I'll talk about my cheese and we can talk about your cheese here in a second. So while this podcast might tell tales and experience from that trauma, and truthfully, I haven't even gotten to some of the good stuff, it talks about my cages, my wheels. It's about getting beyond that and not over that. Not just for me, but but it's for that's advice to everyone. There's some trauma you will never get over. And it's, it, 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 you know, one of these comments I had had uh, had something to do with being stuck in the past. People, it's not about being stuck in the past. You have to make your past your past as much as you possibly can. But but I will stick by the statement I just made. There's some stuff you will not get over. You have to get beyond it, though. And it's not about scoring people's trauma against each other. There's terrible, terrible traumas in the world. I've known people that have experienced the most awful things in the world. And I wouldn't dare for a minute say those things are even based in karma or have anything to do with karma. When you turn on the news and hear about a drive-by shooting that killed a child or this school shooting uh, recently in in, uh, Texas, you know, there's just no explaining some things in life. But when it comes to you, And when it comes to things that happen directly to you and things you do, you have to think about what you've done. You have to admit your culpability in things. And you have to be honest with yourself, uh, you know, as soon as you can. And if it's not too late, you can make a difference with it today. And if it's about something in the past, then use it to to move forward in a in a better way. Don't expect me to talk about my culpability in every episode because it makes me passive aggressive. You know, the truth is I've gotten my karma and then some. I point out my culpability to try to be human and point out that I realize that I'm at fault too. But, you know, some of the things that have happened to me, I don't think I've deserved them. But that's not really my decision, is it? So the ultimate lesson I learned in my seven years is that you need to give your choice, every choice, a purpose bigger than yourself. If you want to get your cheese, you have to spread love. You have to spread good karma in the world. You have to take care of humanity first and the other people in your life and then yourself. And when I came to the mantra of no bad karma, no bad karma, every time I thought about, uh, Uh, decisions I was making, frankly, it was because, you know, I just realized there were, there were things sometimes that I wanted to say and do that, that just aren't right. And you need to let the universe take care of things. All you can, all I can do, all you can do is try to be uh, yourself and the best you, you can be every day and everything you do every moment of every day. But for me, my journey, my journey to get whole, seven years, seven years. So let's talk about the magic of seven. Look at that calendar that Pope Gregory is responsible for. It has seven days. Christian or not, you all know the story. Six days of work, seventh day for rest. And that's just the first of of more than 860 times that number's used in that big book. It's considered the perfect number. Damn, I hope so after seven years of... Uh, my stuff, I hope my seven years makes me perfect, LOL. In my professional world, I deal with a lot of IT people. Pretty much every IT guy I know 
understands that the answer is seven when we don't know the answer to the question. You know, we'll occasionally throw in a 49 or a 21. But yeah, it's uh, seven is uh, uh, a, a number that that is out there in so many places in our, you know, you hear lucky number seven, triple sevens. Everyone's heard of the seven year itch. Seven years into a marriage, someone thinks about cheating. There's a famous Marilyn Monroe movie exactly on that topic. Uh, honestly, it's happened to a lot of married couples I know. Not necessarily the cheating, but the the temptation. Uh, inf- you know, infidelity statistics are really interesting. They're tough to trust because no one wants to admit it. If you Google studies on the interwebs, you'll find some legitimate ones out there that are really actually kind of hopeful. They say only 15, 20, 25% of couples cheat. Tends to be much later in life. 50% of them tell each other. You start looking at magazine surveys. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at women's magazine surveys. It's fucking miserable, man. Makes me never want to have a relationship again. Men's magazines could do the same thing to some women. So, you know, what are the real statistics? I don't know. But the seven-year itch, it's a real thing. Uh, You know, (laughs) it's a real thing for many people, I should say. Because, you know, and that's not, again, that's not about the cheating. That's about the temptation. I once went to a Christian men's conference with a guy who was probably one of my closest friends at the time. I went to this conference. I think it was right around the time I got caught cheating the first time, right before, right after. And while this guy and I were were great friends, good friends, and our wives were great friends, I'm about 100% certain he didn't know my history. And we're sitting in this conference where this guy's talking about temptation. And my now acquaintance, because in in divorce, you know, you, you, you lose your friends. Uh, it turned to me and he was talking about his, his own problems with, uh, temptation. Frankly, this guy, he was just confessing all the things that were tempting him. And now he tried to deal with it. Things on the interwebs, primarily things in the media. And it just surprised me because here I was sitting with a guy who I thought didn't have to deal with that. Now, my first seven year itch came seven after seven years with my wife. We've only we were only married a couple of those, uh, but I was seven years into that relationship. And and that's really when the uh, when the off and on cheating began the first time. And, uh, you know, the truth is I wanted to be fucking my wife, but that just didn't happen very often. So for one reason or another. So by the time my seven year uh, marriage anniversary came, I was already out and about here and there. But we had planned our first real vacation without a kid, a week on the coast, visit some bougie town and places, maybe rent a convertible. You know, I thought it was going to be the start of something new. It was an 85% happy vacation, I guess. And then it would be seven years after that uh, when I would cheat again. And that's really when I would start my descent into and climb out of hell, my seven-year journey. 
So the other episodes are about some of the details of those years. Years. So let's let's keep it simple. Let me recap those seven years in one quick long breath, because now this is what it's really about: the hamster, the cheese, the cage, the wheel. In 2016, the first of those seven years, I snuck into someone else's cage. In 2017, I moved into her cage when I left mine. In 2018, she kicked me out of her cage because I don't think she likes the cage. But she didn't like the hamster, evidently. But that male hamster was drinking Jameson's that night and he said, I'll decorate our cage any way you want. I need a cage too. Let's get a cage together. And we did. And in 2019, she left our cage trashed. And another cage mate shows up with her sister trailing behind. And like a good male hamster, I try to get my cage ready for her. And a year later, 2020, there's chaos in my cage. And I leave my fucking cage with nothing to go back to. Or with, with nothing. And I go back to my original cage. Which is now empty. And that's when the real work begins. Because for the third time, I have to put together my cage. And it's not just a fucking cage, people. It's your life. It's your life. It's your home. It's your environment. It's your life. I constantly, you know, when I was building my cages before, how do you say this? This This is where I have to be very honest about my culpability as I've said so many times and say I just didn't confront things I drank things away I drank frustrations away but when I was in those cages before I there were things I wanted to do in my cage and I didn't do them there were decorations I wanted to hang and I didn't get to hang them so you know I may have been culpable. I may have not confronted those things. I may have not stood up and, and, and tried to get the things that were important to me. But at the end of the day, like I said, in some of those cages, I didn't need to be treated the way I was. So when I'm talking about my fucking cage and your cage, it's really what any and all of us need to do. It's about setting order to your life. Your cage is your life. Your cage is yours. And you can decide whether or not you want to share it with someone and when that is. But you have to fix things and make it right. And that fixing things doesn't mean you fix everything that was wrong in your life. It means not doing it again. It's not about being a zebra that didn't change its stripes. People say a zebra can never change its stripes. Be a white horse that left a cage. We live in a society with rules, laws, obligations, some social norms that are worth observing. We accept on some level we need money to survive when really we just accept an economy that's essentially made up. It was made up to replace bartering. Plenty of countries did it, one form or another, and now they all exist and look at the... European Union, they even found a way um, to some degree at some point to, <laughs> to, 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 to bring their differences between countries together for their economy. So you got to respect the wheel, man. It's out there, but you don't need to live on it. 
So, you know, if I talk about the wheel in terms of financial wealth and money, you perk up a little more, but it ain't money. It's about happiness and prosperity. It's evaluating what you really want, what's really important to you. And that's where the cheese comes in, because that's what your cheese is. What's your cheese? What's your wheel? What's your cheese? The wheel is simple. My wheel is simple. I worked, you know, the wheels about about how you're going to live your life each day. So, uh, you know, I've worked remotely most of my life or dictated my schedule and my travel, but no more useless travel for me. I'm not revising quotes and going out and bidding on things three times like I used to when I have something of value to sell. You either want it or you don't. I'll wait for the appropriate payday. So your wheel are the decisions you make about your life. The cheese is the future you want. It can be about money, sure, and money should be part of it. I mean, if you want to, uh, you know, have a retirement or or travel when you're older or something, right? So, sure, I want money to accomplish my goals. Everybody does. But that's not what it's about. The cheese is about what you're really chasing. And for me, that's who I spend my time with. You know, and I want to spend my time with this pure of a life partner, as you can imagine, someone to be part of it all in whatever way they want. I do want to make my cage ours or get a cage together. Right? Now, that doesn't mean that has to be what you want. It's about what your definition of a life partner, whatever you're seeking is, and and matching that up. If you're familiar with the dating app Hinge, and Bumble has variations of this, it'll say on there, do you want a short-term relationship, a long-term relationship, or are you looking for a life partner? Well, I think about, you know, short-term relationship means friendship or fucking. Long-term relationship means friendship and fucking. Life partner hopefully means friendship, fucking, and forever. But the point is, that's my definition. That might not be somebody else's. For me, it's a king and a queen. Right? A good king may lead, but should never disrespect the queen or her opinion. She's in charge when he's not there. I wasn't a good king when I was married, but damn if I didn't try to be. At least I didn't get the harem pregnant. But the point is, you, you in dating, and not to get off on a tangent with dating, but when it comes to dating and, and defining your goals or your cheese there, or your cheese in life, even with, with somebody you're evaluating, it's about just because you use the same words doesn't mean they're the same thing. Notice I skipped the maze. Well, that's because we all forget the maze sometimes. The wheel's easy. It's right there in the damn cage. It's that big round thing that we're all on every day. But the maze, the maze is we just think about others going through the maze. We forget we're in a maze chasing our cheese, too. And when you forget you're in a maze, you're going to be chasing a path and hit a wall. So for me, again, taking something that happened to me and sharing it to you, I saw my cheese in a person I pursued recently, Jane Jetson, someone I mentioned on a podcast. And the wall I hit, well, frankly, I found I'm so damaged from the last eight months of my relationship with 
pizza baby and how I was treated, my culpability aside, that I'm defensive as hell and I react instead of doing things I did that made me so important to her and all the other people in my life for a minute. It completely turned me around. And I was aware of that to some degree, but man, if it hasn't turned me around more than I, than I realized. And that's where we need to, to constantly evaluate ourselves and, and try to make ourselves better. But damn, if hitting that wall doesn't make for a sad hamster. You know, the first time I spoke about Jane Jetson, and this was a viewer comment I had, uh, there was some uh, uh, passive aggressiveness that I was called out on by a regular listener, a couple of them, actually. But here and here was why I, I actually had some personal conversations with some of them. And, and here's why. Because at the end of the day, I don't feel I was treated fairly. I don't think I was treated fairly. I, I, I communicated my needs. I communicated my expectations. And, and, and I wasn't treated fairly. But I also believe in something called fundamental flaws. And I fucked up chasing my cheese. So those opinions don't matter anymore. And, and, and that's why I'm not going to focus on those. I'm sharing my experience for you so let me make it about you and let's work it backwards i was just talking about my cheese and what's important to me and what i'm saying to you is first of all do you know what your cheese is do you know what will make you happy and then what's the maze to get there what do you have to go through it's your checklist karma does not happen without work or lack of it. My lesson for you, I ignored the work. I, many times in my life, but I ignored the work and in, 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 in chasing my cheese. And then what's your wheel? You know, it, 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 to get to your cheese, you're going through a maze. And you're living on a wheel first. You get off, you know, you're on that wheel every day. The wheel's part of your day. The maze is, is what you're going through, right? But the wheel's part of your day. It's okay to go to the office nine to five, work retail, be a housewife, be a house dad, raise 2.5 children, have a dog, a cat, and a guinea pig. For me, my wheel's wherever I am, whatever I want it to be. I can work wherever, I can work wherever I am, any time, day or night, whenever I choose. Now, that doesn't mean I don't try to stick to standard business hours. I do. But that's my wheel. My dog goes everywhere with me. That's my wheel. What's your cage? What's your home? Where are you settled? What's your city, your country, your town? Are you sharing your cage? Do you want to? Probably depends on your cheese. Uh, our cheeses don't have to be the same. Our cages don't have to be the same. <laughs> the mazes certainly aren't the same. But think about your cheese. Think about your maze. Think about your wheel. Because if you don't know where you're going, 
then you're not going to give yourself, you're not going to make the choices you need to, to get there. How long is it going to take? Seven. No, not seven years. It might take seven weeks. It might take seven months. You can do it in seven days. You can do it in seven seconds. And this is where you might expect me to say it starts with being true to yourself, but it doesn't. It does not start with being true to yourself. It starts with being your true self to others. So it does require you knowing who you are and finding yourself and pursuing it, but it's about how you live it. It's about living your brand, being yourself every day, being all that you are every day, and letting more of that come out every day. That's how you give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. See you soon.